Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Hello and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. I'm your host, Ooh. Bradley Clark, and alongside me in a different realm is... Trevor Jensen. <laughs> and we are broadcasting this episode live on the YouTubes. It'll be on all the podcasting platforms at a later date, probably by this weekend. When Riley has time to do it. When I have time to do it. <laughs> And post it. But si, senor. We figured we'll keep doing it this way. It seems to be a good way to do it. Works for us. Um, you know, with busy schedules and, and things like that, it works to just go live on the internet, see who wants to join us while we do this podcast thing that we call What Goes Bump the Night. And today we have something uh, pretty special for you. The spooky specials. It's kind of a warm up for our new series that we have coming called artificial pastas where we will be using artificial intelligence to create a story and then we're going to read it to you guys and the way we want to start that season is actually going to be trevor you say it because it was your idea we are going to have a poll for you guys to vote on your topics so the artificial pastas are literally written by robots and you give it some input, like, I want it to be about aliens. I want it to be about Sasquatch. I want it to be about Krakens. Anything in, under the sun that you can think they of. They have a world that ends the world. Literally. So you can do any of that, and the magic happens when you give it a little bit of the information that you want it to make the story on, and it makes your story for you, and then we're going to read these pastas that are artificially made to you guys and i i'm i have this vision in my head where it's like somebody's gonna be like i want sasquatch fighting unicorns on mars while aliens are attacking the earth and those are our last defenders of earth and <laughs> i you it, it's how wild you can get with it you can go anywhere you want under the sun with it so yeah if somebody I, wants I, to just comment say that shit do it so, yeah, the the one example I know we used on the last episode <laughs> was the pirates that have a battle with Kraken that splits the time rift that sends aliens through. They then have a war of destruction yeah. that devastates the earth for centuries. Yep, that's – and it wrote a story for us to read, like a decently long creepypasta or artificial pasta. And it's yeah. it's gonna be really fun because there's so many so many things you can do with it, and we can even go through and if we do it ahead of time, we can add more flavor to the stories. We can do a little more here, there, a little bit jazzing, and it's bada bing, bada boom. We have ourselves a wonderful concept to work with, and I am so excited for it. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to share these stories with you guys and have your input creating them. I think it's gonna be a really fun experience for both. Both parties, both the listeners and ourselves, because uh, you know we get to 
We're reading pastas that are literally getting made in front of us that takes, like, a couple minutes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's awesome. It's, it's so exciting. It's new. I've never seen any other podcast do this. Not that we're trying to be, like, yeah, we're the first to do it. But, like... Well, look at TikTok and stuff. The AI art and things are like that are just blowing up, and it's all over the place. So it's, like, I, I wouldn't say we're hopping on any bandwagon because I didn't even know it was a thing until you brought this to my attention. And I was like, all right, yeah, this is a I was, great I was, concept. I was just messing around with it one day. Like, literally, I wrote this story that I'm going to read for you guys today called The Dorm of, the Doll of Torment. And I was like, crap, I can't, like, find any, like, good cover art for this. So I literally typed in the doll that's in the story, and it created the cover art that you see for this. So, And it did a bang-up <laughs> job. Yeah, it did a bang up job. So, but before we get too lost in artificial intelligence and, and Skynet pastas and the wonderful world that we call the internet, let's bring something a little more original back to the show. We haven't done this in a really long time. We haven't wrote a story for you guys in a really long time. So I'm really excited that this idea came to my mind. And I just sat down and wrote it one day. So I'm going to start it off. Doll of Torment by Riley Clark. Life is a crazy thing, isn't it? Life can just go on so well for you and seem like a fairy tale at times. Other times it can be... Oh, sorry, guys. Words are hard. Other times it can be really... It can really bring you down and make you think, who am I? Who are my friends? Why is this happening to me? Am I a bad person? Well, my life took a twist, and it has really bothered me for quite some time now. That's why I'm writing to my favorite podcast, What Goes Bump the Night. They cover everything that goes bump the night. You know, ghosts, cryptics like Bigfoot and Mothman and aliens. You name it, they've probably talked about it. But this story is a story that will probably top them all. You see, I've had a fascination with haunted objects for the last few years, and mostly I've never really gotten an object that was, in sense, so haunted it made me live my life in fear. Most objects harbor residual energy and just have the same happenings every few weeks or sometimes months. Like my haunted doll named Batilda. If you speak to her, you'll get the words, Find Mother, on EVP or on a spirit box in a girl child's voice or something closely related to being lost or separated from its mother. Then I have my death ritual candle, said to have been used in a demon summoning ritual by the occult. It's said to contain blood from the demon itself. Its wax will melt and be dripping when it's not even lit, when used in a seance. Some might find this scary, but these kinds of things excite me. I've been into the paranormal ever since I was a teenager, and all of those paranormal investigation shows were hitting cable channels. Then a few years later, I'm in a group myself and going out to a haunted location on a Friday night instead of a bar, club, or party or something a typical 20-year-old would be doing. It's now been 20 more years of this, and I'm addicted to it like a drug. I want to contact paranormal entities so I can learn their story, what happens after death, and, you know, all of that stuff. But still, after all these years, never did I actually see an actual paranormal ghost get spooked out so bad I was actually frightened. That is until Saturday, March 7th, 2020, the day I met a doll named Stefan. 
Stefan is a large doll. He's 42 inches long, has white skin like paper white, not skin white. His body is made of burlap material that is painted white. You can tell it was a burlap sack at some point before he became a doll. He is stuffed with some of the finest cotton you can find. He has short and wavy blonde hair with green eyes. His face is made of some material of the same material and is just say his head shape is more of a voodoo doll than your typical doll you might be thinking of. I might it might be even cruel to even call him a doll. More like a burlap sack made to look like a person. His clothing is sewed onto him and he's and he has ripped up dark navy cotton overalls, pants cut off at the knee, and a shirt made of cotton that is slightly ripped at the shoulder with a large set of holes on its back. There are a few rips in the burlap and some of the cotton has worked its way out. The thing is, I when I got Stefan, he had no holes and all of the material was in great condition. That's where the story of Stefan, the burlap doll, starts. I was at a flea market in Nevada just outside the Strip on a paranormal investigation tour where I was investigating multiple locations with my team. Stopped to get my fix on some potential haunted objects as this is where I found a good portion of my collection of 50 hauntings. That's where I found a man named Gunther who was selling what looked like an estate sale. I found Stefan in a collection of other dolls. He caught my eye because I was wearing the same color red shirt and overalls. I picked him up and chuckled. He copied my outfit today and brought him over to my team member, Kendall. Kendall, this doll here stole my look. She said, Josh, you are hilarious. You know what that means though, right? No, I don't know what that means, I said. You have to buy him now, even if he's not a haunted doll. Ooh. <laughs> and waves her hands all creepily. I then proceeded to ask Gunther about the doll. He said it was made by a slave boy named Stefan in the 1800s. He was in possession of the item here because his grandmother owned an old plantation home in Georgia and she had passed away in a big development company bought the mansion. The only thing he could tell me was the slave boy made this doll and it had been passed down the family for generations, but he was tired of having the doll and wanted to get rid of it. The story naturally piqued my interest and this doll almost seemed like a fairy tale. Why did I find this doll? Did the doll find me? Anyways, I was sold. Bought him for 25 bucks. That's a steal. Absolute steal. I placed him in my duffel bag and proceeded to finish up my last couple days on tour and head back to Texas. Review evidence at the office. This is where Stefan let me know he was not just a strange doll I found at the flea market. I had not opened the duffel bag since I bought him, lost in the adventure of looking for the paranormal. I opened the bag to see that his overalls now had a hole in them I would not noticed before. I thought it was strange, but looked it off as maybe TSA removed him and cotton ripped. I placed him on display case and placed a name tag in front of him and closed the glass door and locked it. I will disclose all of my cases are blessed, stained with holy oil, and remained locked until the 29th day of owning the object. I've done this practice since I had started my collection 
as I follow Ed and Lorraine Warren's studies very closely. And they had a 29-day theory that it takes about 29 days for an evil spirit to reveal itself. Well, this is now technically day three with Stefan. The days would pass, and every day I would check on him for 45 minutes, scan with an EMF detector, do EVP sessions, and sit in the dark with him. Not once did I capture anything. I'd even labeled him as just a doll with a story, but not haunted on day 25. Then, abandoning my code, I removed him from the case, placing him in the basement in a box. The next day, I found cotton, cotton in my bed. Cotton. Cotton. In my bed. The Good same to... fine cotton that was inside Stefan. And the cotton was red, like blood. I ran to the basement to check where I'd left Stefan, and what I found was my ritual candle, lit with the wax drawing a pentagon, and each of my six haunted dolls, excluding Stefan, were sitting at each point of the star. I immediately lost my shit, ran, of, ran out of the house, and put my paranormal team of six to a Zoom call. After about 15 minutes of freaking out and tried to explain what I saw, Kendo goes, where was Stefan? You said you have six dolls. He makes seven. I couldn't answer her. I had completely ruled out Stefan as a haunted doll. But she had a point. Where was his box? Where was he? Still freaking, I asked them all to come over and I would remain outside until they arrived because I had never been this scared in my life. About 45 minutes later, they all arrived and made my way home. Made my way to into my home. And <laughs> the door was locked. I checked for my keys and there were not on me. We then checked all of the windows, peering inside to see if maybe someone broke in and is playing a game. And trying to scare me. And this isn't actually paranormal at all. Someone just seeing all of my creepy things and using them against me. Another 45 minutes passed and nobody moved in the home. From what we could tell. And no windows or doors were unlocked. So we just kicked the door down and forced our way inside. I brought them to the basement and showed them what I would saw. But everything was back to where they were before oh. whatever I saw had ever happened. Not realizing it was April 1st, everyone started to believe I pulled a wild prank on them, starting to parade me with, you got us. You got us. You got us good. Best <laughs> April Fool's joke ever, Josh. I just ended up going along with it and trying to laugh it off, but inside I was truly terrified from what I saw. The next few days would just get more hectic. I would hear the humming of a boy child at all hours of the night. Living alone, there was nobody to ask if they heard it too. This would go on for days, weeks, and even months. And around 3 a.m. every night, the humming would turn from a child's voice to a more demonic growl than a hum. All of which would come from the area I was keeping Stefan. I still had not moved to a blessed display case. He was on the couch next to me. I couldn't leave him. He could see me. He could hear me and control me, as I would find out. I had become isolated, not leaving my home, not talking to anyone, only spending time looking to speak to Stefan. In my head, I could hear him speak to me, and he would tell me, nobody is really my friend, and he is my only friend. 
everyone else wanted me to do bad things. He wanted me to do good things. I started venturing out, holding Stefan by the hand, and could see him come to life and walk like as if he was real. There is a period of which he has become a blur. About three years span, that is a blur. You see, I was under the control of Stefan during this time, and he tormented me for what felt like a century. During this three year span, all of my friends had become memories. I believed to be an evil time in my life where I was mistreated and used. Of course, this was not true. My friends loved me, wanted nothing but the best for me. Now I don't have them, and it hurts me more than what Stefan was really making me feel. What happened to them? Did they forget about me and move on with their lives? No. The truth is, I killed them. They knew about Stefan and what he was doing to me. They were trying to stop him, but he was just too powerful. He used the possession he had on me to have me murder them all. He had me kill all of the people I loved the most because of the demented things he was placing in my mind. False images of memories that never happened, convincing my mind that he knew what was best for me and that the bloodshed would be a great pain leaving this world, bringing new joy of new beginnings. You see, during the time I was possessed by Stefan, all I can remember in my mind is that I would call them frantically and urge them that if they didn't come over, something terrible was going to happen to me. But really, that terrible thing was what was going to happen to them. When they arrived at my place, I would bring them inside, and as soon as I would close the door, I'd hit them over the head with a baseball bat that was behind the door. After I hit them with the bat, Stefan would tell me I was doing a good job and better things were already on their way in my life. I would then bring them to the area I had designed with the help of Stefan, a giant pentagram in the middle of the basement surrounded by all of my haunted objects. We would wait for them to wake up, slice them with a bone knife, and speak in some kind of tongue. I would then take Stefan and make a small cut on him and reveal some of the stuffing and let it lightly soak their blood as they lay there until they die. He would absorb every drop of their blood from their body and demand to me to bring someone else to this, his circle. We did this six times in three years and I truly hated every moment. I'm glad it's over now, but it doesn't just stop at the killing now that I've been arrested and put on trial for the six murders I committed. I can hear Stefan calling my name late at night from where I dug him a grave and left him to rot within the earth's soil. I feel I need to find an escape and retrieve him, but I'm going to face my truths and leave you with this note, that what goes bump the night is not always something you want to find. Bum, 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 bum. So... I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that's terrifying. I wouldn't be able to handle that. It's like, when you were a kid, did you watch Chucky? Of course. And how did that get, did that get you? Or were you like, uh, it's fine. You know, like, it's a scary movie. That's true. All coming to life, acting like humans, committing murder. Yeah. I, I had these vivid nightmares of Chucky... Oh yeah. Being underneath my bed and yeah. at any point was going to come out and start stabbing me until I was just like This is worse meat. though. This is honestly I, worse though. Having a doll possess me? 
and make me do things and speak to me through like telepathy basically would be like oh shit making you believe things and see things that didn't even actually happen god that would be rough completely isolating yourself from everyone and everyone's like come on we're trying to help you you need to come out of the house leave him behind and you're like no you need to come over here. Something bad's gonna happen to me as soon as they come over. Bah! <laughs> I like imagine too, like every killer that not like that does stuff like this that will like use the, an excuse where they're like, "I was hearing voices in my head telling me to do these things." This is this that's actually has happened. Like that, it's not not realistic. So like, what happens if they're is an entity like this doll speaking to these people, telling them to kill people? Not maybe not in like the ritualistic ways, but just be like, "I'm a fiend for murder. Kill that guy." Right. Like they just feed off of it. Like, hey, that dude's soul's fucking so tasty, bro. Like, you need tasty to soul. So we can taste that soul, my guy. Oh and my guy! Like, I'll do whatever you tell me, demon. My guy, you can't be eating souls. That's not good. <laughs> the, oh I really, my God. So not to like toot my own horn or anything, but I really like the imagery of like this doll laying in the middle of a pentagram with blood leaking out of just, someone and just like soaking up all the blood and just. <laughs> I have a really bad analogy for it. Like it, it's like this is kind of what I visualize, but it's like bad and funny and like. So like a tampon is <laughs> doing the same thing. It's like a doll tampon sucking up all the blood. <laughs> oh, it's bad. This doll uses it for life. Except for he's a murderer for life. Obviously, obviously, I mean, it is it's insinuated in the story a little bit. Like it obviously makes him more powerful. Oh, you have to. You like, and you got to think too. Like, the more bloody soaks up, the harder and harder and harder it is to like resist his urges. Dude, I can't wait to make a Stefan doll. What goes bump a night playing card? I know. That's I. I'm so excited to play that game again when everybody gets back together. Because we actually have not gotten to all hang out as a group in a while. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll get to do that soon, and we'll live stream us playing it for the first time ever. That'd be super sick. I know, and. Here's to hoping that this little girl doesn't ever come in contact with a demonic doll, because my house is full of stuffed animals and dolls right now because of you. Watch out. Stefan might be lurking. Yeah, I mean, we do have that, like, I probably have told the story on the podcast, how we have a demonic rocking chair. Yeah. It's at Grammy's house. It's at Grammy's house. Are you talking about the ghost? No. No? I'm not talking about the ghost. Okay. Bye, kid. Yeah, so <laughs> we had a rocking chair in her room after one of our investigations just start rocking on its own. And this is like a – the rocking chair itself is like that big. It's like – it's four dolls. And it's old too. Like it's an antique that we got from my grandma who lives in Florida – or is she in Georgia right now? I don't know which one it is. She moved a couple years back. And <laughs> I was like, oh, it's it's just a little rocking chair. Like, Violet can sit in it if she wants to because she's still a tiny human. Of course, that thing was rocking on its own. Like, 
no explanation for it whatsoever. So it's like I these type of stories get me because this shit really could happen. Like I, I don't think people realize that items can hold souls of spirits. It's probably the best way you can say that. They totally can. They can hold energy. That's all we are is just balls of energy. That's I, it. I mean, I, it, it's the only logical explanation that I can come up with where it's like, what is the soul? It's energy. It has to be. Like, that's the only logical explanation you have for it. We're just balls of energy floating around a big conductive ground surface place. So, Trevor, give me a verdict. Verdict? Does the story bump? It bumps. I would say it bumps for sure. I'll give that like a a bump rating of a 7.5 out of 10. 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Not bad. Not bad. Did you did you handwrite it or did you type it? I typed it. <laughs> I was gonna say because at some points I was like, did he handwrite it? Can he read his own handwriting? <laughs> I just can't read. Bro, <laughs> words are hard. I know exactly what you mean, dude. Words are fucking hard. What it is. I do the best I can. Sometimes I get, like, I'll be reading and my eyes will go down too far. Yeah, you'll jump ahead of where you're at and you'll be like, sick. Like, I'm moving at a good pace. Okay. I got a cadence going and then fuck. Yeah. You know, that's just what happens, too. And I'm also, I was, like, trying not to, like, look down at my screen too much while I'm reading it. But, I mean, what can I do? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to look like a complete nutcase, like... (sighs) Yeah, the lighting in my room is already bad today, so... Oh, I need to shave. I look like a scruffy, (laughs) scruffy squirrel. A scruffy McScruffenstein's. I didn't realize when I leaned in that my chin hair looks like complete ball sack. Yeah, I had fun writing. It was just one of those things, bro. Like I was spontaneous. Just had it come to my head, and I would, didn't have any plans to do anything when I got home. And I was just like, "Yeah, I, this idea needs to like hit paper." Do you do you type it on your phone or do you do it on your computer I while you do it? it here on my computer. Did you? I mean, it's easiest way to do it if you have a nice keyboard. What you do. I mean, that uh, minute story took me two 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 and a half hours to write. Well, it makes sense because it's detailed and it's it's done well. Like, it, you're not going to, like, write a story in ten minutes and be like, this is pure gold. I mean, you could if you're a fucking genius, which not saying you aren't, but... I'm not a genius. It. I mean, it takes me a while to, like, tweak things to where I like it, where it's like, I'll write something and I'll be like, that sounds fucking stupid when I read it back to myself. That's definitely happened sometimes. I've had other stories I try to write and I make it into like a paragraph and then I'm like, this isn't as fun as a story as I thought it was going to be to write about. Yeah. But or you're I like, I need to add more here. I need to take less from here. Yeah. I'm going to try to write more stories as we do this. I, I agree. I think, thing. I like, think it's a really good idea to do that. Fire me more. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at, too, is, like, if I get a topic that I really am passionate about and we get this artificial pasta going and it has a really good base to it already, but it's like, oh, I can put that fucking salt, that pepper, that fucking spice. I'm going to I'm gonna doctor it up. Like, it's like any good fucking dollar pizza you get from Walmart or something. You put yeah, some more bro, cheese on it and some more toppings, and that shit's yeah. spicy. It is a pasta. 
We have it's a pasta. pasta. We have a spooky pasta. Are we having veggie pasta or venison pasta? <laughs> Anything. Medio, we have a macaroni. It's a risotto. <laughs> Who's got the garlic bread? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, I, I'm I'm so excited to read more stories again over the course of this year because I'm not. I don't hate what we've been doing. Like I love doing the Black Vault files. I love doing SCPs. I love talking about cryptids and other things like that, murders, all that fun stuff. We're but there's finish the SCPs. Like we're gonna so eventually many. go back to doing them, and then we'll we're gonna be them. 95 years old by the time we're like halfway. Not even. I doubt it. We're not. <laughs> we're not even to 100 yet. I don't think. I think we're closing in on 50. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember like, correctly, we're at like. Yeah, I think we're at like the, in the high 30s right now. I would have to look back and see where exactly we're at in them. But yeah, there's so many. Well, the thing is, is some of them take like 10 seconds to talk about. Yeah, like, some are real quick like... and some are fucking depth. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I think, like, I think once we get like the story thing going, eventually we can just have our own like bump files type thing. Like we just create monsters and talk about them. That's true. I guess that's kind of what these stories will end up being, too, because we're just going to have to keep coming up with crazy monsters. Because <laughs> I think that's what everyone wants yeah. to hear. In my mind, that's what I want to hear about, is wild monsters that do weird shit. I do want a flying spaghetti monster that lives behind the moon once. Just once, because Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see where there, that goes. There's a creepypasta AI right there. Literally. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Unless you want it to be your own. I don't know what I would write about it other than like we're living on a space station and there's a flying spaghetti monster behind the moon. Like that's all I got so far. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that was a that was a very well written story though. Kudos. Thanks, bro. Thanks. I appreciate that. Of course. I hope uh all of our night crew members enjoyed that story. If you want us to write more stories, or if you've written your own story, or have an idea for a story that you'd like nope. us to have artificially, intelligently created, then please email us at whatgoesbumppodcast at gmail.com, or you can donate to whatgoesbump at Venmo at whatgoesbump, or cash app at dollar sign whatgoesbump, and help us out a little bit. We want to get a new mixer, so help yeah, us get one. Yeah, that would help. Expensive. That's very true. And if we do get to upgrade our equipment, it's possible for me to put a equipment that we have at Riley's now in my house so we can technically record more episodes to bring to your listening pleasure ears. Pleasure to ears. <laughs> if you don't want to donate and you would like to wrap us around like I'm doing now. I have Oakley on. Oh, those Bump of the Night t-shirt, hat, sweatshirt, hoodie. Swag. Any of that type of swag guess what we got all kinds of this swag down below head to yeah what goes bump shop what goes bump shop shopify shop that Probably shit some new merch coming i'm thinking of having like an artificial intelligence like art bro one. that's such a good idea i didn't even think about that you could have artificial intelligently made like shirts that have cool fucking pictures and shit on them because not gonna lie that photo that it made for the artificial pastas post you made fucking sweet yeah. so sweet so cool bro so and cool. i was like i was computer generated get out of here yep 
Isn't that wild? It's wild. It's just wild that technology is what it is now. It is. Like so I can't. The art, the art that I made for this cover art was artificially intelligently created. I mean, that's literally this story sparked this whole series. Yeah. On accident, I wrote this. Yeah, story. completely on accident. And I was like, oh, isn't there like that AI art thing? I was like, I'm just going to play around with it and see what it makes. And then like four images in, I'm like, this is so fucking cool. And then I just was like, oh, there's another tab. And I clicked on it and then like blog post. I'm like, it can write stories. And then I clicked on it and it literally had a storytelling option. I was like, what? What? Yeah, that was cray cray. Like that was intense, intense. I've only tried one website so far. I'm sure there's tons of different websites that do it, and they probably do it differently on some other sites, you know. So it'd be fun. I'd recommend if you guys like like playing around with that type of stuff. Like definitely check it out. Give it a go. It's worth it's it. Fun. Honestly, is I've already made a bunch of different stories with it that are fucking killer. Like yeah. the one that I I want to read eventually is the Skin Jacket Walker. The Skin Jacket Walker, the Flesh Medallions. It's about a creature that skins humans and wears their skins as jackets on his next hunt for another human. The only concern that I have for using AI stories like that is. What happens when we start putting in all these wild ideas and then the, like, it's an artificial intelligence that's learning everybody's deepest, deepest, darkest fears. And then it makes this shit reality because it can 3D print things and it, it turns into like printed out crazy monstrosities that do these type of things. I've already used it for like weird shit. Like, I was literally having it create photos of like demonic rituals and stuff. Oh, it's and it so some crazy. crazy shit. Like, I, That's I so you, crazy. I think I showed you some of the photos. Yeah, you showed me a few of them. You sent me quite a few of them, and I was like, I cannot believe that these are, like, real fake photos. <laughs> or, like, I see it on TikTok all the time. Like, people are doing that, like, anime TikTok where they'll, like, change the way they look to try to get a rare AI photo. And it's like, I cannot believe that it does this. Like, it changed my dog into a person. I was like, what? I was like, this is sweet. I love it. The ones I can do stuff with photos is pretty crazy, too. I haven't done much of that. All the ones that I've done have been, like, type in something that you want it to create, and it'll do the closest job as it possibly can. And then you pick, like, these different types of art styles. Like, it's pretty wild. You can have it do 3D rendering, which I think is crazy. That's it looks like it, so it looks like crazy. From like a PS2, bro, like it's so wild. Yeah, it can be that in depth and like. That's so wild. I posted dude. some of the AI photos I had created on our Instagram page and Facebook. If you want to check those out, they, you should. They're wild. so cool. I was really just trying to create a picture of me and Trevor sitting at a campfire, and it did a pretty decent job on some of them. Actually, it, was kind it of turned out to it looked like us in a couple of them for sure. If I had longer hair, but it also looked like something straight out of Skyrim, and I was yeah. so here for it. <laughs> I was like, "That is sweet." <laughs> <laughs> They're just like medieval times, just like sitting at a campfire. It's so cool. It just it makes me one hundred percent believe it. Like where it's like 
It's learning. <laughs> it's learning. <laughs> it's just so fun. I'm so excited for this series. Like me too. I think m- me creating a story was a really good like run into accidentally finding this and leading us into actually doing it. Like just a couple weeks later. Right. I think probably our next episode, we could probably just roll that bad boy out and really get her going. I think what we should do from here is put a poll up starting, say, tomorrow, and let everybody decide. And then next recording session, hopefully we have a topic picked, and we go from there. And if nobody has, if we didn't get enough votes, we let that poll run longer, and we vote ourselves on what we would think to start it out at. So either way, it's it's still... I think the next episode should be AI stuff because that'd be sick. I think so too. We can maybe run it back on a couple of the ones that we've already created leading into this because I think yeah, uh, we could probably honestly read like three of them in once, like in one one sitting. Oh, easy. They're not. Very I think long. so. Yeah. So like yeah, it's, don't think it's you're what, a couple you're listening pages. to us read one story that's like three hundred. No, no. They're they're ten minute. And they're structured really well, and they might not be the most in-depth things, but it's also like, this is computer-generated, and it does a great job, and it's fun. Like, this is just a fun thing that we can do, and it'll give us ideas to talk about more subjects, and to, like, associate things with other things that we've talked about in the past, and or look for in the future. So, I think it's going to be a great time, no matter what you do. I think so, too. I think it's a good way to start off the new year, and... Mm -hmm. It is actually the four-year anniversary of what goes bump of the night. Wow. It's been four years of this? Yeah, so That's crazy. Now running to year five. Wow. Team. It's going to be crazy. We already have so much, hopefully, going to go right with this year with our paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. These stories running it back with old things the bumpies coming up oh yeah oh sure yeah rick and billy are going to be making their appearance they Probably always pop in at a random time so i think mm-hmm. i think we're going to put rick and billy's adventures in the ai and see what happens i love that i actually completely love that idea what if i want to see what it says like comic let us know in the comments down below. Do you want to see a Billy and Rick comic? You you got your sweet butt cheeks, that's for sure. Let us know in the comments below what you want. Mm-hmm. Let us know in the comments below what you want the next AI story to be about as well. Right. If you don't see the poll or don't have a Facebook like Trevor and can't participate in the poll, comment down below. We'll see it. No matter on what platform you do it, we will see the comment. Just don't leave it in the reviews. I I struggle with finding the actual reviews you leave. I don't have an iPhone. I do, do, but I just... I'm so off social media, it's not even funny. Reviews aren't even social media, dude. It just feels like social media to me. It's so it's so tedious. I have like. social internet anxiety, dude. That's a real thing, and I might actually. 
That's a real thing. No, it's I get, not. yes, it is. I get that discouraged when I try to talk thing. to people on Messenger and things like that, and I don't get messages back. So, like, if we're in a group, say, like, the Paranormal Podcast group. Is that what you would call it? Yes, I like, think so, social internet not anxiety. Not mental health or anything, people, but I, you, I don't think you can have social I've internet I've never anxiety, heard of it. I think it. I think it's a form of social anxiety at that point, where it's like, I don't like talking. Sh- be quiet, woman. <laughs> I I think it's a form of social anxiety that if you have hard time talking in big groups of people, it's it is a somewhat like dissociative that. thing. I believe that, but I don't know about the internet part because here you are on YouTube <laughs> live streaming with me, and you have no social internet anxiety at all. Because I believe I'm myself talking to you and nobody else. But That's where I'm at with it. Eventually, eventually, like maybe not. Five views, probably. Maybe we'll see. Watch this will be the one that blows up because of that topic we just talked about. <laughs> maybe <laughs> only time we ever bring up something that's maybe con con <laughs> controversial. Controversial. We're talking about or somebody's gonna steal our idea. Anxiety while we're live streaming on the internet. <laughs> somebody's gonna hear this and be like, "They had a brilliant idea about the artificial intelligence red stories," and then they're gonna steal it and they're gonna beat us to it. We're gonna be like, "What the fuck, dude?" Yeah, it'll be a big thing tomorrow. Everybody go super viral. Of yeah, course, we got our story out yet? Right. Huh. Well. I think there's nothing left to it but to do it. Yeah, so you can find us on all of the major podcasting platforms, the YouTubes. Look for us more frequently live on YouTube. We're probably just going to be like, boop, we're going live. It'll be like once a week probably at this point. If you haven't, if you haven't hit that bell so that you know when we're bing, popping bing, up live, bing, 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 hit bing, that bell. Bing. Of course, real quick, why don't you? It's probably like right about... Right there. Oh yeah. Right right there. Bop it. Bop it good. Oh, I did it the wrong way. Bop it. <laughs> but remember folks, keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes. Bump in the night. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>